Devastating flooding in Queensland, Australia, as almost two metres of rain falls in a week. Parts of uh, northern Queensland now have seen pretty much three times what you'd see in London through a whole year in just over a week. We visit one of the busiest airports in the world and talk bad weather. Most delays, in fact about 70% of delays are caused by the weather. And Britain braces itself for more damaging winds. Wind gusts could reach 70 miles an hour around exposed coasts both on Wednesday night and also at times through the weekend. It's Wednesday the 6th of February and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and you're listening to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Some parts of Queensland are currently underwater as a monsoon trough triggered a deep and slow-moving area of low pressure over northeast Australia. Here's Mark Sidaway from the Global Guidance Unit. For over a week now, Claire, we've seen uh, some pretty exceptional rainfall and it's just continued to build and build through this period. The worst affected areas have been in and around Townsville, obviously severe impacts from flooding, many houses flooded. So is this weather typical for this part of Australia? Australia, you have to think of more like a continent than a country. It's huge. Uh, so while earlier this year we've seen issues with heat across southern and western parts of Australia, further north in this part of Queensland it's a tropical climate, so they are used to seeing heavy rainfall, uh, but not quite at these levels. Typically, if you think of somewhere like Kew Gardens, they'll see of the order 600 millimetres of rainfall in a year. Parts of uh, northern Queensland now have seen almost two metres in just over a week, so that's pretty much three times what you'd see in London through a whole year in just over a week. The most important question is, when do we see an end to this extreme wet weather? This tropical rain is likely to continue to fall for another day or so. Uh, we are looking at some drier weather for this region by the weekend, but obviously the flood impacts will take a good deal longer than that to abate. Mark Sidaway from the Global Guidance Unit. Many people know the Met Office through TV forecasts and national weather warnings, but the Met Office also provides specialist weather advice to industry and commerce. Heathrow is the busiest two-runway airport in the world and relies on a dedicated team of Met Office meteorologists to keep flights moving smoothly. I'm Andrew Ward, the Operations Manager for the on-site Met Office at Heathrow. Because we're on site, we know what's going to impact the operation. Most delays, in fact about 70% of delays, are caused by the weather. So a typical day is mainly giving advice on that day, um, hour by hour. We work in the airport operations centre and uh, our meteorologist sits next to NATS, uh, so we feed information to the NATS uh, representative. NATS, or the National Air Traffic Service, are responsible for flight navigation at Heathrow. My name is Alex Sorday. I work for NATS and my technical title is a Heathrow Traffic Coordinator. There's a number of benefits really to having the Met Office next to us. And what we take is the forecast surface winds and 3,000 foot winds aloft um, to take into consideration what runway configuration we're likely to be in. Wind events are certainly are our most common capacity impacting events um, at the airfield. Then obviously as we get into the slightly rarer events they almost become kind of more impactful. Fog is something that doesn't affect Heathrow very often but when it does happen then it does impact in quite a great way. You can see quite a lot of differences uh, even across the airfield and we've got high resolution modelling that's down to 300 metres that looks at the specific makeup of Heathrow and the surrounding area. Thunderstorms are an interesting one, very difficult for us to anticipate the impact of. 
the main issue that it causes is that the pilots have an inability then to follow the standardised routes. So the second you get a thunderstorm cloud that is positioned in a pretty inopportune place, pilots no longer want to follow the standardised routing kind of akin to if you took the M25, took out the central reservation and took the lines off and told everyone to kind of go where they wanted, you are not going to be able to shift the same amount of cars. For Andy Knight, Heathrow Aircraft Operations Manager, having Met Office forecasters on site is key to keeping flights on time and passengers happy. We see a real key benefit of having an on-site forecaster here. It comes back to that principle of just being well informed to ensure that we minimise that disruption to passengers and hopefully passengers won't even realise what's going on behind the scenes. Travel could be disrupted over the next few days as wet and windy weather sweeps across the country. Here's Ada McGiven. The weather over the next few days is in a boisterous mood. An active jet stream will bring in areas of low pressure across the country. The first area of low pressure on Wednesday night and into Thursday is likely to bring coastal gales, 50, 60, perhaps 70 mile per hour wind gusts before it clears during Thursday morning. Rainfall associated with it will also clear, but there's the chance of some snow over hills or even to lower levels in the north. The rest of Thursday is blustery, but the next area of low pressure comes along on Friday. Widely, wind and rain will sweep across the country. Gales once again around coasts, but even inland we could see gales. 50 mile per hour gusts inland, 60 or 70 around coasts. So these winds are likely to be very strong over the next few days. A yellow warning in force for Wednesday night and again through Friday and into Saturday. Yellow warning in force. Accompanying the wind on Friday will be rain. Some very wet weather across western hills, two inches or more in places. And that combined with snow melt over the mountains of Scotland could exacerbate the issues here. Into Sunday, we're not out of the woods yet because another low pressure threatens southern parts of the country with more wind and rain. Next week, however, good news. High pressure builds, bringing a return to sunny days, but also some frosty nights. For more information about weather warnings in your area, check out the Met Office website. The Met Office works closely with many partners, particularly during extreme weather, including Highways England, the Environment Agency and SEPA, that's the Scottish Environment Protection Agency. Now over to Alex with last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 28th of January to Monday the 4th of February 2019. The highest max was Cardiff, 13.9 Celsius. The lowest temperature was at Braemar in the Highlands, at minus 15.4 Celsius. That's the lowest temperature recorded in the UK since 2012. Highest rainfall in a day was at Morecambe, Lancashire, 23.2 millimetres. And the highest daily sunshine was at East Malling in Sussex, with 8.8 .8 hours. Thanks, Alex. Now, before I go, the latest episode of the Mostly Weather podcast is out this Thursday. This week, the panellists talk about L.F. Richardson, a famous meteorologist who was the father of numerical weather prediction. I'm Claire Nazir. Producer this week was Adrian Holloway, and this has been Weathersnap. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.